Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with the bourbon or two. It's time to hear the story by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another podcast that gives that voice to our veterans, The Lost Art with Andrew Cox. And of course, I am your host, Andrew Cox. And today we're going to have another fireside chat. We're going to continue our conversations uh, about manly men, manly men. And we have a couple of special guests today. We have uh, Stacy and Aaron, both of them I served with here recently uh, here in Virginia Beach, and uh, they're going to come on and they're going to kind of give us their thoughts. Uh, Stacy, Aaron, you out there? We're yep. here. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, what, welcome to this fireside chat. Uh, I, I got the fire rumbling here. Hopefully you can hear that nice and on your end. Hopefully it's keeping you warm. But uh, so let's jump in. What is a manly man? Where do we? What do you think when you when you hear that? Um, what is it that you picture? That that epitome of what a man is. Aaron, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go ahead and start us off here, uh, or I guess jump in here because you've already started it, right? <laughs> um. So you kind of brought up the, the, the discussion, I guess, recently about, uh, you know, as a man, you, you know, get your significant other pregnant or you get a woman pregnant, whatever, and you, you all have a child together. Uh, not sure what the, the previous conversation was, but I'm pretty sure you were probably leaning towards owning your responsibilities and, and taking care of your child because that is your child. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and, and, yeah. and, and providing for your child, whether it be, uh, you know, financially, uh, physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, giving that child a, a, a uh, you know, we kind of in today's world, we talk about safe spaces. Well, who provides those safe spaces? Oh, that's to me, good. to me, a man does. A man provides that security that, that allows, you know, the, the children or the, the, uh, I would guess less fortunate to, to be able to survive, if that kind of makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's actually a really good way of looking at it. I, I never put that, uh, together whenever I was, uh, discussing it last time, but yeah, that's perfect. Stacy, what, what is your idea? Is that this is, uh, from the other perspective, right? From a woman's perspective, what do you see? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So from the woman's perspective, first off, I don't get offended at all. If you say, you know, you need to man up. So man up to me, um, kind of in the same regard as when you talk about having a kid and, and standing up and owning up. Um, by no means am I saying kids are um, mistakes, but I would take it in the direction of when they say man up, own up to mistakes that you've made. Um, like be the man about it, like be the man in the situation and apologize. Or if that means admitting that you're wrong, that's when you admit that you're wrong and also accepting 
input from other people, whether that's criticism, whether that's, um, I guess, critiques are along those same lines, but owning up to mistakes, owning your responsibilities uh, and, and things along that line. Absolutely. That's very good. And uh, that kind of leads us into, so, so I've been, last podcast I was talking about uh, the book, Mansfield's book of manly men, where he goes in and kind of uh, discusses what makes a manly man and, and talks about men in general and how they think and stuff like that. And one of the topics he uh, had was honor. And the way he, he, he approached that was um, honor to one's name, honor to your family, honor to your profession, uh, those types of things. But but the, the question remains, like, how does one show honor as a man to those things? Either one of you can jump so, in, Aaron. Yeah, so I, I would uh, I kind of want to uh, carry them off of what what Stacy said a little bit about owning owning up to your mistakes and, and taking the, you know, kind of the constructive criticism and, and tie that in here. Um, you know, exactly the point, you know, the honor, right? Uh, you don't want to, uh, me personally, I, I guess I'll put it that way. Me personally, I would not want people to look at me and say, okay, he's, he's a dishonorable person. You can't trust a word he says. Uh, you know, he may say one thing and go do another. Uh, basically you can't trust in that person. And to me, that, that's, kind of where the honor is so if you own up to your mistakes yep hey i made a mistake i need to right the wrong uh and this is what i'm going to do to fix it and then you work towards that goal right yeah that's a good point yeah i i agree with you aaron on that i think uh a phrase that i've always said is mean what you say and say what you mean and you can use that yeah. in in any in any regard if you say Hey, I'll pick you up at eight o'clock or whatever. And you're there at eight fifteen. How am I ever going to trust you again to pick me up at eight o'clock? And I know that's a very, you know, that's a very menial, like that hardly means anything. But what it means to that person is okay. Immediately you think this person's always late. Yeah. So yep. honor your word. And I know people say, Oh, a man's handshake is as good as his word. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. So living up to that and being the embodiment of that, I think, is so important, even for those little things when it just says, yeah, I'll swing by the grocery store on my way home. OK, am I going to have to remind you or did you do it? You know, yeah. because you said you were going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I know I have a problem with that. Uh, you know, <laughs> really bad. Uh, but only you just said it a second ago, you got to own up to your mistakes. So when I get home and my wife is uh, upset with me that I didn't stop on the way, I go, okay, that was me. I totally forgot or whatever. And then I'll, I'll venture back out and get whatever it was. So, but, you know. so it's funny because the Marine Corps has these little things that's taught us along the way is, you know, know your weaknesses, right? And, oh, yeah. and work and work to improve them. So right. if you're forgetful, find a way to remember, right? Got to write it down. <laughs> I write it down, yeah. but I also have to look at it. So I may write it down. I just may not look at it again. And so, if I remember correctly, you have a pretty pretty sweet notebook there. I do have a pretty sweet notebook. <laughs> oh, that was that was nice, blood. man. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, if you haven't got one, you should go and uh, pick one up. I think it's like eight <laughs> bucks, something like that. It's a good deal. <laughs> I like where your head the head is though. That was, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, so let's uh, jump into the next uh, little topic is uh, legacy, right? As 
uh, and we, we kind of hit on family and 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 uh, work a little bit, your profession. But what is that legacy that that you would be, um, uh, I, I guess, carrying on, right? Whether it be a good legacy or whether it be a bad legacy, because you can carry on either one, right? So if you have uh, issues within your family as you were growing up and you continue in, in those issues, right, as you get uh, in manhood and, and push it on, you're carrying on those bad uh, legacies that you don't necessarily want to have, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But those are uh, legacy is that kind of the next topic there. So what do you what do you see on legacy? I'll go in on this one first, Andrew. Um, in the in the job that I get to do now, as as a funeral director, I read a lot of obituaries, and we're listening to the chaplain at a lot of funeral services. And something that they always talk about is the legacy that's left behind of this fallen Marine, the service member that we're laying to rest. Right. They talk about, and we we had one chaplain who would always ask, do we have any grandkids out here? And, you know, a couple would raise their hand or whatever. It's like, these are the footsteps that you're now following in. So if we all just take a moment to think about the way that we're living our lives, the way that we're moving through our daily, you know, functions, how is that not necessarily saying that you have to always be thinking about how someone else is going to view you. Right. But it it it's it all ties in together all of these topics because the smallest thing that you do if you have a grandkid and they say kids they just mimic you know so if you have a kid that you're teaching or leaving that legacy they're they're looking up to you to follow in those footsteps and if you teach them this certain way to do it they're going to be like oh my grandpa taught me how to do it this way yeah. so that's that's the legacy that we leave behind so always be I guess considerate and and thinking about the things that you're you're teaching on youth and you know how in your intro song when do we pass on our wisdom to the youth yeah you're always passing it on whether you know it or not so the decisions that we make the every turn around every corner someone's always watching and you may not know it and it may be an impact on something and I think in some of your other podcasts you've talked about um impacts that people make in your life or that you make in other people's lives and you just don't know about it so that legacy is always there whether you're thinking about it or not yeah yeah i, I agree with that 100 percent. and it never goes away i mean uh in the when you least expect it when you're making decisions on the daily uh whether it's good or bad and you make that decision you're influencing somebody uh that's coming in behind you based on that uh decision it's yeah it's in if I can, I'll jump in here too. Yeah. It, it it it's funny we meant you mentioned it that way, Stacy, and and that we bring it up in the fact that the older we get, the well, me in general, the older I get, the more <laughs> I realize that I picked up on those little things that our parents or grandparents did in in certain situations. And you and and it's funny because you think back, it's like let me think back on a time where I was, you know, my parents or I seen this situation or or something. Even if it was throughout our Marine Corps career and you try to make a, a, a decision or judgment on it. So, yeah, I think we have to be more conscious, uh, make a more conscious effort uh, when, you know, when we are talking to it, whether it's in your career as young Marines or, uh, you know, whatever you choose to do in life. The, the, the younger people coming up in that career, when you try to impress upon them your legacy, not not in the in the fact of, uh, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to make you do it my way because, you know, this, that or the other. But 
in the fact that you want them to do the right thing when, when approached with that situation. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, let's talk about friendships and I know, um, friendships when it comes to, to male and females, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Stacy, but a lot of times it's a little bit different, right? So for, for men generally, uh, we have a hard time having meaningful relationships. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, um, we joke with, with one another. We, uh, you know, make fun of one another. Those types of things is our typical interaction that we're going to have, uh, amongst men. Uh, and that meaningful relationship, meaning diving in and having those, those uncomfortable conversations and stuff like that doesn't really happen a whole lot, but I think friendships and being able to have those meaningful conversations, keep us on track and stuff like that. That's, that's something that we should have, uh, as we're moving forward in life as a man. What do you think? Uh, well, I think even my best friend, she is my best friend because she will call me on anything. And she doesn't just sugarcoat it. She doesn't give me the answer that I want to hear. That's why she's my best friend. Yeah. And I think that, um, honestly, as a female growing up in, in the military has been so difficult because, and maybe some other females out there have had different experiences than I have, but for whatever reason, uh, females have gone by this, uh, sort of like, um, you know, it's a it's a competition or whatever. So you don't really create those meaningful relationships. I can tell you throughout my career, there are probably. And we're talking over the course of about 25 years, maybe 10, maybe less than 10 right. of that. I would call friends, not necessarily that are I would consider my best friends, but mm -hmm. just really good friends that, you know, you can say something to them and they're going to um tell you exactly what they think and not just because you want to hear it so um it's kind of difficult from a female perspective making those friends but i will say i also have a lot of male friends who will do that and i know not a lot of relationships can um withstand those type of friendships and it, you really have to have a strong partner to be um very confident in your own relationship um to have to be able to trust them to have a friend who really is just a guy. He's just a, a very good guy friend. Mm -hmm. um, but thankfully I have that. And so I'm able to carry on these relationships that I had previously relationships as in friendship relationships. Right. Um, so it's, it's just been really a journey, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The never ending I, journey. <laughs> I, yeah. And I would, I would agree. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, one of the problems that men have is, uh, you know, they are sometimes they don't want to even even some of their closest friends, they don't want to, uh, I guess, identify flaws or uh, mistakes that they've made or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I think that is a downfall on men. Sometimes Stacy brought up, you know, that sometimes uh, females are trying to compete. And I think maybe one thing they kind of tend to keep to themselves is things that that other female can use against them in competition. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think men just don't want to look weaker in front of yeah. another man, even if it's a close friend of ours. It's like, well, I, I don't really want to tell them that because, you know, now they're going to judge me. But if you have as a man, if you have that true 
man friend or friends, however, you know, however you look at it, I think. And if you don't have one, I suggest, you know, my recommendation is you get one. Yeah. Because you need to have men need to have somebody to talk to. Um, Broskies. Broskies. Like, like, you know, (laughs) what what do they call that? The, uh, uh, the, the bro. I can't remember what it's called now. Bromance. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you gotta have that with, with somebody or you're just gonna continue to keep everything in and, and, you know, not to get into it in this discussion, but we all have seen the end of that, 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 uh, story, you know, typically Mm -hmm. ends very badly. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think, I think every man has to have another man. It could even be a, it could even be a woman that's, that's dubbed her, his bro, you know, (laughs) that his brother, even though she's a female that, that can be trusted to provide even that, that, uh, that advice that you don't want to hear. It's like, yeah. And don't worry. She'll tell you if you're wrong. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And for whatever reason, I, I know for me personally, um, and, and you were talking about, you don't want to look weak in front of somebody. I know for me, it's, it's one of those, it's a pride factor thing where, yeah, pride, if, you know, yeah. if I cry or if I do anything like that, I, I'm weak and I can't show, I can't show weakness in front of anybody type of deal. And that's, that's a difficult thing. Uh, and, and you know, I still to this day, I don't like to, you know, cry or show my weakness in front of somebody, but you got to have people that you can do that to do that to, Right. And you have yeah. that conversation yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And that it definitely Absolutely. helps, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, Andrew, I think that when you talk about manly men, this is kind of taking us back to the beginning of the conversation. But we yeah. talk about manly men, not necessarily in a like Marine Corps setting, but always growing up, it was no. Uh, if if it's a little boy, like little boys don't cry. Yeah, you know they don't cry. You're tough. You got to be strong. You got to be tough. That's right. Or you know, and so that's when, as you come up the manly men, people just kind of assume that role that mm-hmm. it's, it's not okay to show emotion or it's not okay. Or like, um, I know my brother, us growing up, he would always say, we know two types of emotion. That's anger and, and happy. That's it. There's no other emotion to show. There's no sadness. There's no, uh, you know, any, anything in between. There's no grief. There's no nothing. Right. So, um, and I think, it, well, especially in our, uh, such feelings centric society, not saying that it's a bad thing, but, um, Brene Brown has some really great books on leadership and showing empathy and having feelings and right. things like that. Not saying we should lead out of feelings or lead by feelings, but, um, just, it's important for people to know that you do have feelings right? and that I think you said it before, Andrew, showing people that you really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean you necessarily have to cry, but there's a certain level of empathy that goes along with, um, I think truly being a manly man that you're able to show people that you are empathetic to situations and you do are not just hard as steel like that movie steel Magnolias, you know? Right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, you kind of hit on a, on a topic there, uh, and not to start a sidebar, but, uh, you, you know, you said show emotion and, and be empathetic as a leader. 
uh, I think you're right on point. I don't think any leader should ever make a decision based off emotions, right? I think mm-hmm. we've all been taught that, but I think it, it is very difficult to do as a human being. But I, I think as leaders, we have to be conscious of that and and understand that if we make an emotional decision, there's probably going to be some emotional reactions to that, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> very so. true. And I, I can uh, totally agree with that based on my uh, irrational decisions when I first showed up to the unit and uh, then all of a sudden it blew up in my face like it was cool. And I had to do a lot of mending along the way, trying to prove myself that, hey, you know, I am I am here for you type of thing. So I, I may have took on that macho man uh, attitude at the beginning, which kind of bit me a little bit later. So I can relate to that. Good times builds character. Oh, it, I got some character. I can tell you that. <laughs> Oh, Donald Duck doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. All right. So uh, moving on, blessings. So in, in the book, he talks about blessings. And one of the stories he tells is of Patton, uh, General Patton, right? Army. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready to go uh, overseas, uh, go to Africa, right? He's going to do that campaign over there. And uh, he wants to get a blessing from somebody. He wants to go to uh, Pershing. I think it's Blackjack Pershing, right? He's going to go in and he's, they were good friends or he, that was his mentor. So he goes in and, and it was like one of those uh, iconic moments for him as he went in and said, I want your blessing before I go into this battle. Right. And, uh, you know, General Pershing got up and, you know, kind of knighted him, if you will, and said, hey, I give you my blessing, whatever, go forth, do great things. Um, so with that, like when we think about uh, becoming a man, right? And and when was that time where you were blessed, if you will, of becoming a man? And uh, how or is there something in society? Is there something uh, like in the military, right? Maybe it's graduating boot camp, but... Uh, what is it that kind of says, okay, now you are a man and are now engrossed in manhood? Well, it happened to me yesterday, Andrew, whenever I unclogged the toilet all by myself. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. I'm glad you, I'm glad welcome you made to, it. I'm just kidding. Welcome to Go manhood. Go ahead, Aaron. Be serious. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I, you know, what... Can you, can you rephrase the question? Because I, I want to take it as what what makes what introduces a man to manhood. Is yeah. I'm taking that. that yeah, th- kind of. Yeah. Is that so, pretty accurate? I, yeah, it is. I, I'll give you an, an example for me. Um, I, thinking back uh, growing up or whatever, my dad sat me down right before I was going to get married. Now, I was getting married at 18. Right. So not everybody does that. Uh, but I'm getting married. My dad sits me down and we have the conversation, right? And he talks about the difference between men and women and how they are, uh, they work well together, but you have to, you know, you have to work at it type of deal. And he explains all of that to me. Uh, and then kind of at the end of that conversation, he's like, you know, I, you need to go forth and do, do good things with your marriage. Right. And, uh, it's kind of was giving me the, Hey, you're a man go take care of your family type of deal. Right. So that was kind of my own personal interaction or, or personal uh, venture to manhood, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, as, as we all know, there, there are, uh, quote unquote men who are still boys and, you know, in their forties and fifties. Right. Right. Uh, I, 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 me personally, I think it all comes down to responsibility and we said it in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. You, you take responsibility for your actions, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you make a decision, you, you execute that decision and you live with the consequences, whether they're good or bad, right? Absolutely. And, And then if they're bad, if it's a bad decision and you, and you, you take that and you're like, and you survive it. Let's, let's hope you survive it. Right. Cause we're talking about George Patton and war, right? Yeah. Let's say you survive it. Then you learn from the mistakes that you made in that decision. And then mm-hmm. you make a better decision later. Yeah. Very true. It's, it's like watching, uh, Arkansas Razorbacks, right? Kind of shifting gears here, going okay. to sports. You know, they yeah, keep yeah, making I'm, the same I'm interested. I know because you're right there in Oklahoma yeah. and, and Stacy's <laughs> from Texas. So. <laughs> Y'all get to watch from the outside looking in and realizing they ain't a very good team. Well, I have to agree with you <laughs> and say that they don't learn from their mistakes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see where you're going with this. All so right. That's kind of where I was headed, I headed with that one is, is learning from your mistakes and, and improving to be a better person. I like that. I think is where okay. you kind of, when you're able to do that, I think is when you're kind of introduced to manhood. Right. Yeah, Aaron, I think what you said about it comes down to responsibility. And oftentimes you hear about uh, maybe maybe they're young teenagers, maybe like a 15 year old or maybe even younger than that. But like, let's say their dad passes away and now all of a sudden they have to be the man of the house. And so, boom, you instantly overnight you grow up and, and now you're the man or sometimes even. I mean, I, like I said, I, I won't get offended, but you become the man of the house. Let's say you're the oldest daughter. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and now yeah. maybe your mom dies, maybe something happens and now you're the caregiver. Mm-hmm. You're the mm-hmm. primary caregiver as like a 13 year old for your, mm-hmm. for your siblings. You immediately grow up. So based on responsibility level that you have, age does not dictate that. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people, Oh, I'm 18 years old. I'm, I'm an adult now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, no, you're not. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. But I, I, I totally agree with you. I think it comes down to responsibility and not just responsibility, but how you handle that responsibility. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, yeah. And in the, in the book, what he, uh, one of the things he talks about is he is over in Saudi Arabia at some point, I think is where he was at. And he got stuck there, right? He was waiting for some paperwork or whatever to go through. And he started, you know, so he got, he was there for several months and was talking to a couple of, uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia individuals that were there. And, uh, one day the guy asked him, he's like, do you have kids? And, uh, he said, yeah, I, I've got, you know, I've got a boy or whatever. And, uh, all of a sudden everything changed. And that guy was like, oh, well, you're going to have a party, uh, for you. And we're going to make you a man. Like you're a man as of this, uh, as of this day type of thing. So in Saudi Arabia, I guess it's when you have a son, you become a man and, and they throw a big party and all kinds of stuff. So Mm -hmm. there are, you know, societal, uh, norms in other places that there's a, an established thing that now you're a man. Uh, that doesn't always happen here in in the United States, that's for sure. Um, but maybe that's something we should look at doing, right? 
maybe within your family and it's that heritage and that legacy within your family, something like that. I don't know. Just spitballing. Well, I think, uh, you know, Western culture kind of, kind of dictates that. And I think that, that we've kind of adapted to, you know, what we've been discussing here is, you know, taking responsibility. I mean, if you, if you kind of not to get into a big history lesson here or, or deep dive into history, but if you look back throughout history, like some of our forefathers were not in, in the country's founding fathers were not necessarily old men, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so they had to grow like you, like Stacy alluded to some of them had, to, you know, their fathers left, whether they fought in the revolutionary war or, or what have you, um, and, and possibly died that the younger men had to step up and, um, mm-hmm. you know, take charge and, and, and take care of the family. And, and, you know, eventually became some of them obviously became uh, prominent members of society. You know, yeah. so absolutely. I, and I think that's kind of but to your point, Andrew, about, you know, the cultural thing about, you know, there's a there's a ceremony and all that. I, I think the culture drives that. And and I would I would argue that, you know, going back to that legacy. Right. Mm-hmm. Those those in, in those certain cultures, whether it's, you know, uh, Middle Eastern or what ha- or Arabic or whatever, that they will be frowned upon if they do not step up and become a man. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I think they, that's their way of doing it, but absolutely. I think we're a little, I, I'll be honest. I, I think we're a little too loose on our, uh, on our standards here in the U S. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, I can see that point of view for sure. Yeah. Um, and and that's why we're sitting here and talking about it, right? That's why we're absolutely why we're doing this. Um, okay, so uh, at this point, what what we're gonna do? We're gonna call this one quits. Um, but I want to have you guys back here in a, on the next podcast. Uh, but uh, at this point, do you have anything you want to say before I I uh, end this podcast real quick? Okay, Aaron. Nope. <laughs> I think I, I lost y'all. Like I think that. I lost y'all okay, for a yeah, second. Go ahead. <laughs> men, 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 manly men. <laughs> That's a perfect ending. You can't have it any better than that right there. All right. Stay motivated and change your socks. Oh.